This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on washer and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. Uh, this is a stunning surprise. Uh, hmm. Jimmy Carter has spoken out again, and I love it when he does that because, uh, gosh, I follow the exploits of Jimmy Carter, don't you? Oh, He's, big time. Wow. Big time. Well, you know, until Barack Obama, he was uh, our worst president of all time, and you got to pay <laughs> close attention to that guy. Yeah, you want okay? a guy who really was able to run the country into the ground. Oh, like, and not just yeah. into the ground, but like tunnel under it into the yes. hard rock. Yes. And just, you know, really... He wasn't happy for it to hit the ground. No. He had to keep going. Keep going, yeah. So. Until you get to that just oh, indestructible like layers of the earth that you can barely penetrate. He was able to penetrate them. He uh, really with, was. With our economy, with our Wonderful. foreign policy. Wonderful. Real disaster. Terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he has revealed now, because I know it's been on all our minds, gosh, if Jimmy Carter had to pick between Trump and Cruz, who would he pick? Oh, golly, what... What a tough choice. I mean, you know who he's going to say. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd choose the conservative constitutional guy, of course. <laughs> well, the one, one who's going to take us back to our founding principles that I took us away from. No, no, it's Donald Trump. Shocking. Yeah. It's a stunner. Shocking. Will that make a difference to anybody? Is that, should that be a clue to Trump supporters? Should it be a hint? Yes, I think it should. No, I would say I should. Uh, you should have had the hint already from 25 other candidates who have said it. True. Uh, 25 other terrible politicians, I should say, that very, have said very it. Very, very including Harry Reid. Harry Reid. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, Lindsey Graham intimated that. Uh, John Rudy. McCain. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Richard Burr. 
uh, in, in North Carolina said it. Uh, Bob Dole. I mean, how this is not a campaign commercial for Ted Cruz yet, I don't understand. He should be putting their face on there with, uh, you know. I wish he would. Yeah, I think, it, well, who would you put, pick, Trump or Cruz? And each one of them picks Trump, and at the end it just says Ted Cruz for president. <laughs> Seriously, wouldn't that be effective? Yeah, yeah, I think it would be. I mean, if you know anything about these people, certainly like, uh, you know, uh, the liberals that are doing it over and over again, Harry Reid, I'm kind of pulling for Trump. You know, I mean, these are good quotes. He really yeah, should just use them. I'm yeah, sure he's going to use them at some point because this shows, it shows. I mean, what was the, uh, what's the word he used? Was it malleable? Um, I can't remember. Yeah, uh, yeah here it is. The reason is Trump has already proven he's completely malleable. I don't uh, think he has any fixed position he'd go to the White House and fight for. On the other hand, Ted Cruz is not malleable. His far right-wing policies he'd pursue, uh, he has far right-wing policies he'd pursue if he became president. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, thank you. Uh, they're not far right-wing, but I, I don't have a problem with that. The, the far right-wing is where the, this country began. You can't get more right-wing than the founders were. You really can't. Yeah, I mean, what's, and what's right-wing to Jimmy Carter is the Constitution. I mean, so, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. Do, mm -hmm. I, do I believe that people should have personal responsibility? Am I, is, yes. is Ted Cruz an extremist when it comes to personal uh, responsibility, individual liberty, yes. religious freedom, uh, you know, uh, gr pro-growth tax policies? Uh, you know, yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, yes, to, if Jimmy Carter thinks that's bad, which he does, you should really uh, consider that when you're voting as a Republican because they think they can get Donald Trump to do anything that uh, they want. And the reason for that is he's done it his whole life. His entire life has been dedicated to doing things that liberals like. So the fact that he's going to get in there and, and they're going to be able to say, look, Don, we got it. You know, look, you want to help out? We'll help out your friend. We'll put some free money into, you know, some uh, you want your daughter to get some uh, business deal on the side. We'll make that happen. And then, you know, you put this little thing in here that we want. That's going to happen constantly. He's telling you in advance. He makes he's deals. He's going to make deals. He's make de I deals. Make are deals are not good. I make deals. Like, I'm good at deals. Yeah, the whole, the whole revolt against Washington is because they do make deals. And he's mm -hmm. selling himself on somebody who can make deals happen. Anybody can make deals happen in Washington. They happen all the time. That's the problem. Yeah. Uh, here's what Carter said. Bernie Sanders has, has had a remarkable showing, particularly among young people. In Iowa, he had 85% of young people support. Wow. Did he really? Yeah. I, did, I hadn't seen that. 85%. I don't know what the final result will be. My own personal opinion is that it's very likely Hillary Clinton will still prevail in the Democrat Party. Of course, I'm a Democrat, and I'll support the nominee. Said he had a feeling, though, Trump would ultimately fade away, then made an unexpected statement. If you had to choose between Trump and Cruz, I think I'd choose Trump, mm. which may surprise some of you. No. I mean, why the hell would that surprise anybody? Of course you'd choose Trump. What? <laughs> that doesn't mean... It's as logical as as uh, two plus two is four. Well, because I think people look at, you know, they say Trump is out of control. He says crazy things. He doesn't want Muslims coming into the country. Blah, 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 blah. He's nuts. Mm -hmm. uh, where Tr Cruz is a senator. And while he might be conservative, he's still part of uh, the machine. It's actually the exact opposite. Donald Trump has spent his entire life as part of the machine. He's been giving mm -hmm. money. He's yeah. done all the things that you hate about politics are Donald Trump's career. That's his whole career. It's built on uh, schmoozing and buying off politicians so that they will bend the rules to his advantage financially. That is not a candidate. That's not a selling point for a candidate. It's what we are supposed to be stopping in Washington. And so they know when he gets in there that they'll be able to pull those same same things with him. Yeah, he'll, he'll talk big about immigration now. I, he won't even be doing this like in the general election. All this is going to go away 
as soon as he gets this nomination, all your fun, tough talk on immigration, all your fun, tough talk on ISIS, uh, you know, that wasn't even there two months ago, all that stuff is going to reverse back. He's already said he's going to be very politically correct if he gets the nomination. He's already said it. So, you know, if you fall for that, uh, you know, that's one thing. I well, mean, here's I don't know the thing about Donald Trump. He's already said everything. Yes. <laughs> he said all positions. All positions mm -hmm. on all issues already. He's done it. If there's a position, he's already had it. You know, since 1987, he's changed political affiliation five times. Five times. I mean, who does Just the that? five, though. Yeah, just five. I mean, he went from Republican to Reform Party to Democrat to Independent back to Republican again hmm. in that amount of time. And most of it was from 99 on. I, I mean, the guy is just calculating all the time. How will this help me become? He's, he's considered running for president since 1988. Uh, so <laughs> this has been on his mind his whole life almost. Well, oh, for yeah. half his life at mm -hmm. least. At yeah, least. I mean, Dana mentioned on the radio show uh, that book, which I have not read. Uh, but it was an old book about how he had been thinking about running for president for a really long time. Look, when long you're Donald time. Trump and your whole life is fame and power, what other job do you want? You want to run the whole world. Yeah. And that's what he's trying to do. Um, it's just a matter of if anyone thinks that he's qualified to do it. I mean, you know, it's it's amazing that he gets I mean, to me. It's amazing. He gets one percent in the polls. One. Just, just, I know yeah. it is. It, it's seriously it is it's, it's seriously a joke. And I don't think that there's been any other time in American history where this guy would have even been considered. Yeah. And I, I think the only reason he's being considered right now is because people are so pissed. And they've let that override all their logic. Yes, I, I agree with that. But that's a terrible and way to make it a It is. Yeah, it is. Uh, you know. But had this happened pre... And I think it's why he didn't run. I think he's smart enough to, to have known in the past. That's why he didn't go ahead with his, with his campaigns. Mm. And maybe he sensed something. I mean, he is good at certain things. Oh, yeah. And uh, I think he took the pulse of Americans and he realized, all right, this is my shot. People are pissed off enough that I'm going to go for it. And he did. So um, We were talking about this on the radio show. We never actually got to finish this point. Um, uh, but it was like there's two ways people argue for Trump, and they're so crazy. Uh, one of them being, okay, uh, I don't want, you know, I'm angry. I want someone who's really conservative and just going to say those things. And, and you look at Trump's record, there's no reason to believe that he's going to do any of those things. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you look back at his history, there's no reason to believe it. Um, and then you have the other kind of side of it, which is he's this big, you know, um, it's not exactly policy, but it's, he's this big personality. He's this guy who can win. He's this guy, I'm sick of losing, and it's time for me to win. Yet every piece of polling evidence shows that he's the least likely to win. So he's the least conservative when we really need to, we really need to fight against that, and we really need somebody who's going to fight for conservative values. He's, we pick the least conservative. And we really want someone who can win, but we pick the person who's least likely to win. It's like, it's like you know, trying to diet by eating hot, you know, hot dogs and donuts. It's like, that's not how you solve that problem. You go to lettuce. Mm -hmm. and, and Donald Trump is just a giant, you know, I was gonna, <laughs> well, he's a giant a lot of things. But in this particular analogy, he's a giant ice cream sundae, uh, which is not a way, good way to wreck him because ice cream sundaes are delicious. But the point is, that's not how you diet. It's not how you lose weight, and, uh, unless you're Jeffy. Because Jeffy's, you've been working on this one for a long time, this program. Hot dog diets? Yeah. <laughs>
I love hot dog diets. But right, like, what is you're you you're of course right here, Pat, saying that it's about anger. But you don't punish a progressive by getting the most progressive guy in the field. You don't punish a loser by picking the guy who's the biggest loser in the field. Yeah, it's not, just stupid. They, his supporters are not thinking it through that far. No, they're just not. It's just ah. They heard uh, Donald Trump, they heard he's a winner, and they heard his stand on immigration at that, at that speech. And that, that appealed to him. And, and there's been no shaking them ever since. It's really yeah, it's pretty it's amazing. Strange. So uh, yesterday, or was it even the day before? I don't know. I've lost track of time. But uh, Rick Santorum dropped out of the race, which I, I'm glad because hopefully, you know, the vast majority of the people that supported him, there, there weren't that many anyway, are going to go to Cruz. Um, but he endorsed Marco Rubio, which, you know, really, I mean, that doesn't make sense for Rick Santorum. Except know. that he doesn't I... like Ted Cruz, and so he doesn't want to help him. I don't know. I think, I think they're much more aligned on spying and things. I think he's a much, you know, if you want a guy who's going to look at your phone records, you want a guy who is going to, you know, have, uh, you know, gather intelligence on people who aren't terrorists so they can look at it later. Um, you know, Santorum is very strong on, on foreign policy as far as being aggressive. He's very hawkish. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Cruz is I mean, pretty well, – he's not exactly Rand Paul, but no. he is, I think, a little bit more sensible um, and wants to use force, uh, strong force, but not all the time. You know, and I, I'm not saying that Rick – look, I like Rick Santorum. I think he's a good candidate, and so is Rubio. Uh, but Rubio has a harder edge when it comes to foreign policy. That I think matches up better with Santorum. Um, but other than that, you know, I mean, I, well, I'll say, like, you know, the things we've complained about Santorum on things like, you know, economic, uh, you know, raising the minimum wage and stuff, you know, that sort of stuff I think does align better with Rubio. Not that he's sp supporting that specific policy, but there's an interventionist uh, strain in foreign policy and in mm -hmm. the economy that fits a little bit better than it does with Cruz. Mm -hmm. okay, but you're right. I mean, you're talking about very few votes, and, and it's hard to understand what happened with Santorum. We've discussed it many times. Just nobody's nobody was fired up about it this time. For no, real. no, they really weren't. And you know, this is good indication why he weaned out at the end. <laughs> weaned out. I, it, it only makes sense for guys like uh, Rand Paul, I think, to to endorse. And he won't, uh, Ted Cruz. Um, and I think Rick Santorum, for many of the same reasons, won't endorse. Uh, but you're right. I mean, he does align on certain things. But I think his stand on immigration and some other things close, more closely right. aligns with Cruz. Cruz absolutely. So yeah. uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Um, meanwhile, there's no denying Gilmentum oh my gosh. is in full effect. And Nobody's done. Has anyone else risen eight slots in the in the presidential no, rankings? No, no, not to my knowledge. Nope. Uh, the guy's gone from seventeenth to ninth, mm -hmm. uh, and he it it did not escape his attention. That's <laughs> great. Uh, here's he, he says uh, started out as one of seventeen GOP candidates. Now with Rand Paul and Rick Santorum out, one or nine. I think it's one. I of think nine. I think he meant it. one of nine mm -hmm. that he even screwed that up. Hashtag still standing, Pat. <laughs> still standing. He's number nine. He got a, a whopping 12 votes in Iowa. Not 12,000. 12. Not 12 percent. 12, 12 votes. 12 votes. I mean, Iowa. I'd be honest. If I was, uh, That's funny. If I was I, voting I mean, in that uh, election and I didn't care about who won, I'm definitely going Gilmentum. <laughs> you know? Just yeah. to be, I mean, one of 12. I love In the, the entire fact. state. 
I love the fact that it's not just us, that others have picked up on this and they actually do the hashtag Gilmentum. Yep. I think that started here, did it not? Uh, yes. Maybe. We're taking credit for it. I think that's ours. Certainly so. Gilcrest Morlinson is ours. Yeah, that's absolutely <laughs> That one's taken off, too. <laughs> All right, 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. Uh, everybody wants clean, great-tasting water, right? But what's really the best way to get it? Hmm. I see people in grocery stores with like carts full of bottled water, and you know, I, I've done that, and it's expensive. Yes, it does. You know, it adds it's up. Expensive. It adds up. What about uh, you know maybe like a filter? Mm -hmm. uh, that could be a potential uh, suggestion there. And you know while it might seem like the way to go, uh, you've got a lot of people that uh, go and buy these kind of brand names that you might be familiar with, mm -hmm. but they don't seem to really do uh, a, a ton. That's why our friends at My Patriot Supply. Developed the Alexa Pure Pro. It took them a while. I mean, they really wanted to yeah. get it right. And this thing is an, a really innovative unit that fits on your countertop. It looks great. It removes <laughs> up to 99.999% of contaminants. And it, it does all of that for just pennies on the gallon. Yeah, they're like, well, we've been developing this thing for six years. Um, well, you do know that to like make your money back, you're going to have to put it on the market eventually. Like, I mean, it's six years. But they wanted to get the thing right. Yeah. Uh, and they took a lot of time to make sure this is the best water filtration system on the market. Visit blazewater.com right now or call 888-895-7746 today to order your Alexa Pure Pro, and it ships right to your door for free. Yeah, they don't dump it in the middle of the street and just say, go get it, you <laughs> douche. They don't do that. Why would I... <laughs> Why do you have to clarify that? Is that, is that what other filtration <laughs> yeah. systems yes, do? They yeah, do. a lot of wow. them do that. A lot I didn't, of I didn't even do know that. that. So it's more effective than most common filters, fraction of the cost, and they don't dump it in the middle of the street and say, go get it, you douche. <laughs> I hate those people. <laughs> Call them today, 888-895-7746. 888-895-7746. It's Alexa Beer Pro from my Patriot Supply. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on wash and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. Triple eight seven two seven back. It's Pat and Stu. Welcome. Uh, I love this. Trump, uh, Donald Trump, is going to sue Ted Cruz uh -huh. over voter fraud um, because he defrauded the voters uh, in that he reported a CNN story and said, "Hey, so if this is the case, please come to my side." Now, what you're supposed to do when you're a candidate? Uh, you take a news story and you say, yeah, "Based on this, maybe you should vote for me." Voter fraud. This is so stupid. Yeah, so and, ridiculous. And, you know, Ben Carson is just ugh. 
I mean, he yeah. is. He He's looks like to me. a pathetic. Yeah, he does. Lo- I mean, you know, well, talking about a, pathetic. Maybe Donald loser. Trump, a pathetic loser. Yeah. I mean, it just he just like looks feeble <laughs> and awful. Oh no, you know. Oh, woe is me. I had eight percent in the polls. Someone said I was dropping out, and I wound up with nine percent in the polls. It's like, what are you talking about? And Trump is just trying to make a big deal out of this to take advantage of it because that's what he does. He gloms onto whatever mm-hmm. the big news story is. And it's interesting because uh, Ben Carson's entire super PAC quit and endorsed Ted Cruz. That's how done Ben Carson is. And that was earlier in the week. I mean, so yeah. that gives a, uh, yeah. does provide an example of why he would be pissed at Ted Cruz. Yes. Right. I mean, that could have had something to do with it. Right. No, and when your Trump whole super PAC just up and leaves and says, yeah, we're, we're endorsing the other guy now, uh, you've got a problem. That was because of the tweet. It was because of the tweet. I think tweet? that's what, I think yeah. that was reported in the news, yeah. They saw the tweet and said, oh, my gosh, so have got to go work for Ticker. So lame. I need to go home and water the plants, change my clothes. <laughs> I, I, I just haven't had a shower in a long time. So I'm going to take a shower. Oh, they have showers in the hotel room there, buddy? No, they don't. And they don't have... I've never been to a hotel that had a shower before. I mean, let's be honest about it. No one has. (laughs) They don't have that in there. (laughs) Actually, that's... It's completely the opposite of that. Really? They, yeah, they all have shots. Is that that room that has that, like, spout on the top yeah. where the water comes out? Yeah. Yeah. They don't you, always work. Oh, man. They don't always work. You rent a room and you hope maybe it works. Maybe Ben was you know, uh, staying in places consistent where they nowadays. Work. You know, if you, if you went to a hotel in 1906, yeah, it was a little spotty. You know what I, I thought that but, was a chocolate fountain. Mm-hmm, no. I was like, why do they have fondue fountains no, uh-uh. in, That's in the bathroom? That's actually a shower where you could... That's, yeah. my, that's my fault. That's my fault. That is your fault. Um, and and it's Ben's, Ben's fault. Ben doesn't understand it either, obviously. Ben also doesn't understand the concept of a men's clothing store. Uh, it's, a, it's a fairly yeah, I mean, new it's a, situation. It's a, I guess they're, they're, they're working on creating those at some point in the future. They, they think within 100 years they're going to have these things. And what they'll do is like you'll be able to walk into them Surprisingly and like, get a new suit. They, they finished that up a little quicker than they thought. Really? Yeah. So when, yeah, do they, when will they have 300 them? years ago. Uh-huh. Well, give or take. Well, I mean, obviously, it would be really convenient if they were able to get one into New Hampshire. Now, at yeah, some they point, have, the, the, they the have the done government... that. They've been able to do it. I mean, yeah, but he was coming. Well, well, yeah, Stu, in your defense, he was coming from Iowa. Okay, so yeah, well, Iowa, they don't have them in Iowa yet. But at no, some I, point... Iowa has them as well. Uh, we actually went into one when we were there. So yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's, yeah, well, I mean, I guess maybe he was, you know, he was going to South Carolina, which is a big, it'll be a big state for him. So. Uh, at some point, they think Nikki Haley was talked about this in, in her state of the state address, where she said, "We think we'll have men's clothing stores within 150 years." <laughs> no, this. South Carolina also has, all 50 states have all of them. All 50 no. states. Wow. No, yeah. That's yeah. incredible. It's I, a fairly new thing. Like I said, it's only been the last ben 300 years. Ben probably just years. didn't realize it. No, he probably didn't. You know, he probably I, hasn't heard. It's like a, a lot of people still smoke because they haven't heard the Surgeon General warning yet. Right. Which right. is only you know that only happened like 60 years. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I honestly like when I first saw this story break, you know, the, he's going to leave. He's trying to get out of the way of he's getting away out of the snowstorm, trying to get out of there early. Right. Mm-hmm. And he leaves and they're like, you know, hey, how come he's not going to uh, New Hampshire? Ah, you know, he, he wants to, you know, take wants to take a day. He's been on the road for a while. Grab some fresh clothes. Get back on the like it was a throwaway line. Maybe I was like, maybe we're taking this too seriously. This whole fresh clothes thing, because mm-hmm. maybe it was just an, an aide saying, look, he's just going to get out. He's going to get home. He's going to freshen up and get back on the road. And while it's a stupid thing to say, like maybe it was just a throwaway. 
In other words, trying to say, like, look, it's no big deal. He's just going to, you know, he's just going to refresh and get back out there. Um, instead, he came out in a press conference and defended the fact that, what, I'm not allowed to get new clothes? Of course I got to get new clothes. That is un... He just said it a lot more relaxed. Did he that. really? Yeah. He came out in the press conference oh, we after gotta, the We got to play that. We got to hammer that. I mean, that's unbelievable. It's absurd. What do you mean he was going to get new clothes? Nobody believes that. Nobody. There's not a person on the planet that believes this. It's so stupid. Mr. Comover does. Uh, no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. No, he does not. <laughs> he absolutely does not believe it. Let's take a look at Mr. Comover, see what he had to say about the Ted Cruz fraud. One of the most <laughs> disgusting things I've ever seen. They said he was quitting the race and to vote for him. It's absolutely that was... unthinkable that he would do it, uh, but it's presidential what? politics. What? Want to see if you're going to consider well, no, filing it's a, a... It's a... It's a total voter fraud when you think of it. No, and it's not. He picked up a lot of uh, those votes. No, he didn't. Oh, that's sure. why the polls were so wrong, because uh-huh. of that. So do you I plan on... why the polls were wrong. What? Is that why, sort of is that why you underperformed the, the polls? Because they were like, oh, Ben Carson's voting is dropping out, so I'm going to bail on... You can turn it off for a second. I'm going to bail on... Uh, you know, uh, Donald Trump because Ben Carson's dropping out? Why did you underperform the polls by 5%? Why? It has nothing to do with voter fraud on Ben Carson. And of course, of course Donald Trump knows that. He's just lying Mm -hmm. again. As always. He's just a gigantic liar. He can't get through a 24-hour period without lying constantly. It's true. Can you imagine if this guy was president? I mean, he would just be sitting up there. You think Barack Obama's bad? At least Barack Obama thinks that he has to impress his friends and look smart. This guy doesn't even think that. He'll say anything at any time if he thinks it will help him by one thousandth of a percent. I I will say this about Obama. He is smart. Donald Trump is not. Donald Trump, he might have some business sense that his dad, Fred, taught, taught him. But the guy is not an intelligent human being. He's not. I, you can yell at me all you want about, he went to Wharton Business School. So do a lot of rich people that their daddy got him into. Mm-hmm. You know, we used to hear that about Bush all the time, and it's probably half true. You know, that Bush went to Yale because his dad got him in. Well, I mean, Bush is a hell of a lot smarter than Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you that. And Donald, Donald Trump is an inarticulate buffoon. So I... You know, I, I would say at least Barack Obama is a known commodity. You know what you're going to get with him. You're going to get his Marxist policies, and you're going to get a lot of irritating rhetoric, and uh, he's going to skirt the Constitution, but he's not going to round people up. He's not going to push the button and go nuclear on somebody. He's not going to, you know, in, in almost eight years, he hasn't tried to get us off the air. Um, he's taking shots at us. He's taking shots at Fox. He does that. I wouldn't say. I don't know if I would agree with that. Not try to get us off the air. Yeah, he tra- has. He tried to boycott. He had I, members of his true. administration oh, boycotting true. our show. That is true. Um, I forgot but, about that. But you know, but look. Trump will go after us harder. Oh yeah, and, and Trump will try to. Trump might may succeed in shutting us down. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. He might. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, I don't know. The, the point is, though, he. What's interesting about Trump, I think, you know, for example, like he's saying voter fraud now. Is Donald Trump an expert in voter fraud? No. No, I would say no, considering his complaint, about voter, his complaint about voter fraud was the, is the state of Iowa should overturn the results of that election. Wasn't an election. 
not run by the state of Iowa, run by the uh, Iowa State Republican Party. It has nothing to do with the state of Iowa. Mm-hmm. It's about the, it's a Republican Party event. And it wasn't an election. It was a caucus. Those are two different things. Now, he just doesn't, I mean, he doesn't even know the, what he's talking about when he's being critical of others, let alone being right on the criticism. He doesn't even know the topic he's criticizing. It's just embarrassing. He's, he is so in over his head. It is unbelievable. Yet, you know, we just, it still keep, seems to go on. That being said, he still hasn't won any freaking elections. He hasn't won any caucuses. He hasn't won anything that the Iowa State uh, could, could come and award to him or take away from him because he's ofer. He's a giant zero. A zero for everything so far. Let's see if he picks up New Hampshire. He should. If he doesn't, it's the biggest choke of all time. Yeah. He's up by 22 points. Right. If the, he loses this, it's, incre- it's bigger than any choke I've ever seen. It'd be fantastic if he loses. But if he doesn't, then this just adds fuel to his fire, though, right. of uh, how uh, couldn't the, it worked out here in New Hampshire because there wasn't any Ted Cruz fraud. Yeah, uh, I suppose. It I just mean, plays into that. That hand perfect. Again, that's obviously stupid. It's, Ted, Ted Cruz well, yeah, is most likely not going to win New Hampshire because it's not a very good electorate for what he does. Um, you know, it's not a very it's a moderate to liberal electorate when it comes to Republicans. Um, they don't really. I mean, they pick John McCain over George W. Well, Bush. knows Twitter doesn't uh, work in New Hampshire, so Ted isn't going to be able to tweet out something about Ben Carson. Oh, <laughs> so stupid. CNN. I, we talked. We talked about this on the radio show. What was the What was the lower third? It was right. Cruz taking a break from campaigning after Iowa. Or Carson. What the hell? Or, sorry, Carson. Carson. What the hell would you think that means? That's right. what I thought it meant. That's what everyone thought it meant until yes. Donald Trump started whining about it. I wouldn't be surprised if he does drop out. I, I, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised wouldn't if be surprised. he was dropping out. Yeah. And rethought. And now he's just he's colluding with with Trump. Yeah. Uh, to try to to try to hurt Cruz. Just so weird it's, because earlier in the campaign in November, uh, we'll have the audio tomorrow. I, I heard it uh, earlier today or last night, whatever. I think I'm joining Pat in. The, I can't remember what day it is. Mm-hmm. Um, where Trump was bashing Ben Carson, and just ripping Ben Carson apart on his faith, on yeah. the whole oh, yeah. stabbing thing. <laughs> yeah, was he was he was compared him to a pedophile. Right. He said he was <laughs> psychotic. Yeah. Uh, how many times has Ted Cruz done that to Ben Carson? I'm thinking um, zero. So, and like it's amazing because I guess you know Ben Carson says, "Oh well, you know, I guess Donald's going to do that, and I don't know. I mean, that's what Donald <laughs> does, and I just and this is why you're losing, okay? Because you can't sit there and be honest with the with the idea that one person has treated you terribly throughout this campaign. Mm-hmm. He, when you actually had a chance to win, which by the way is long gone, Ben. When you actually had a chance to win. Donald Trump came in and called you a pedophile and said you were lying about your childhood and tried to denigrate your entire life's work, even to the point where he said you were a crappy surgeon. Did he really? Yeah, he said he was a a mediocre surgeon. Then he went into the bathroom and then for a couple hours, then he came out. All of a sudden, he's religious. All of a sudden, he's religious. Yeah, he even called him a mediocre surgeon. Can you have the quote? I I think it was mediocre or. I mean, he's not. He's just. He's a. He's a doctor. I mean, he's not a great doctor. He's a mediocre doctor. We got to try to get him on the air. I mean, I know he we won't just come Carson? on because he's a... He was just on a moment ago. I heard him. I don't know. <laughs> we got to get him. Seriously. Oh, in the yeah. studio. <laughs> Let's try to get him on for radio. That would be uh, phenomenal. Here's, uh, here's Cruz talking about Trump right now. Donald's insults get more and more hysterical the more yes. and more upset he gets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's fine. He can do that. I'm not going to respond in kind. 
Do you think they're funny? I'm gonna. I think they're just. I think they're very funny. I think Donald. I wake up every day and laugh at the latest thing Donald has tweeted because he's losing it. Good. Look, we need a commander in chief, not a twitterer in chief. We need someone with judgment and the temperament to keep this country safe. I don't know anyone who would be comfortable with someone who behaves this way having his finger on the button. I mean, we're right. liable to wake up one morning and Donald, if he were president, would have nuked Denmark. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Good. That is true. It is true. Is there anybody who doubts that? Even his supporters have to kind of have that in the back of their mind. Because the guy is flat out nuts. He's flat out crazy and psychotic. Here's uh, Trump on Ben Carson. Uh, he was a doctor, perhaps an okay doctor. Uh, he was fine. He was just fine. Uh, I never heard faith was a big thing until he started running. I don't know about Ben Carson's faith. All of a sudden, he becomes this great religious figure. I don't think he's a great religious figure. Uh, you look at his faith, and I don't think you're going to find so much. Who is he to question my faith when I am? I mean, he doesn't even know me. Um, you do this all the time to everyone. Wow. Um, wow. And that's it. So, But he's an okay. He's only an okay doctor. An okay doctor. Now, this, this is the actual paragraph. This is from uh, NBC. Uh, he was a doctor, perhaps an okay doctor, Trump said of Carson, an internationally renowned pediatric neurosurgeon who was the first person to ever <laughs> successfully separate cranially conjoined twins in 1987. He was fine. He was just fine. <laughs> and this is the guy but, Carson's siding with. Now, look. Come on. I, I am very on, annoyed at Ben Carson at the moment, right? But he's still a fantastic neurosurgeon, yeah. and I think overall still a good guy, certainly religious. But like, I don't understand why a Trump supporter would accept this. Everyone knows he's a great doctor. The fact that he has risen in the polls to challenge you in Iowa a couple months ago does mm -hmm. not change the fact that he saved lives. Why can't Donald Trump just say, look... You know, obviously he's a great doctor, but he's not going to be a good president. He doesn't. He's not up on all these issues. Like, you know, why can't he do that? Because he's an awful human being. That's mm -hmm. why he can't do it. He can't do it because That's that why. would be being That's a why. generous, nice person. And he is not that guy. He's not a guy. And like, oh, we don't need somebody nice. We need somebody who's going to win. Well, what you have is somebody who's testing worse in the polls than any candidate in the history of them testing. That's how bad he is. He is doing worse with favorability than any other candidate they've ever measured. He is not a winner when it comes to a general election. The only time Donald Trump has a chance to win is when there's nine candidates in the field. There's not going to be nine candidates in the field in the general election. There's going to be two. Even if there's three, he doesn't have a chance. But if there's two, he really doesn't have a chance. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. More patents too coming up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's what I was I was just saying that. And I didn't even say that. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, Who take that. Saying? You know what? You're a mediocre host. You're okay. I mean, you're okay. You know, you're just fine, I guess. Whatever. Loser. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. Hi. Uh, we got two more things to play for you that I, I, I want to get to because apparently we found uh, something from 1999 with Bernie Sanders that's uh, somewhat delightful. 
Uh, Rabbi Manny Shevitz did some kind of low-budget comedy, romantic comedy in 1999. And I think uh, Bernie has a little thing in it. Bernie right? makes a cameo. Yeah. Bernie nice. Sanders makes a cameo. Can't wait. You're going to want to see this. Watch. Testing, testing. One, two, three. Can you all hear me? My name is Rabbi Manny Shevitz. And I'm uh -huh. very pleased that you invited to me to be with you today, and I've prepared a few words for this important occasion. Today, we celebrate life, a very sacred part of life. I remember oh, when I used to walk down my old neighborhood in Brooklyn. That was before the Dodgers what went to Los Angeles, which was the worst <laughs> thing, the worst thing that ever happened, and I don't know why we let them do that. I mean, nowadays, there is no pride. You don't know who owns what team. You don't know who's playing for what. Today they're here one day and they're gone the next day. It's a terrible thing. I remember when the Dodgers played the Yankees and you bought a ticket and that ticket was good for 10 years. Now we go to the stadium and you look out on the field and you see the Red Sox, you see the Orioles, you see the Cleveland Indians. You see everything, but you don't see the Yankees versus the Red Sox. Okay, I'm getting a little bit off the track here. I would say that's, a, that's pretty a, funny. Considerably more sensible than his policies. Yeah, that's actually a really good. Yeah, I mean that's way more normal I mean, than what he, he says. He should on, get into acting and play rabbis. Yeah, that's what he ought to do. Yeah, play Rabbi Bernie <laughs> Shevitz. He should not. Like he should not be president of the United States. But that's perfectly fine. It's a great vocation for him. Mm. I support him in that wholeheartedly. Again, I we would say the same uh, for Trump. Uh, he can yes. go back and start acting, go back to the WWE. Yeah, go back play, to go in that world. Dumb Apprentice. Apprentice thing, which was the greatest show in the history of television, apparently. Mm -hmm. According to him, I, yeah, I, mean, I don't know anybody do who ever watched it. Did you ever watch it? I think I watched a couple of episodes in my life, but I, don't, I never was into, into the show. I mean, we I remember even... the Amorosa. Remember Amorosa was like the first season. I remember hearing about it, USA yeah, Today and whatever. It was kind of a big deal at that time. And then I, didn't Penn Jillette go on the show? Yes, he did. Yeah. For a while. Like, yeah. wasn't Yes, was Glenn featured or something on that show? Didn't he do something for Penn? Oh, for one of those episodes. Give him of the award. Yeah, here. yeah, I'm a little uh, bit hesitant. Yeah, yeah. yeah a little right. bit hesitant. Or, or That's right. A little hazy on the details of that one, but I feel like there was something to that. Now, Jeffy, of course, is hanging his head in, sh <laughs> in shame because naturally, of course, if it's broadcast anywhere, <laughs> he has seen it. It's unbelievable. And so did you watch every episode of <laughs> Apprentice? No, I did not watch Apprentice? every episode. No. How many episodes? No, How many seasons, watch. I should ask? I How? did not watch every episode, but I'm aware of some of the episodes that took How place. How many seasons were you were? Give me, you, give me a percentage. There were stars of the Celebrity Apprentice. Give me, a, give me a percentage of Celebrity Apprentice viewings. How many did you I mean, see? you know. Yeah. A percent. Huh? A few. No, it's not a percent. I want a percent. a percent. I don't know the percentage. I mean, they had a lot of shows, so obviously you the percentage is low. You can't guess the percentage. The percentage is low. It's I in the 90s, I'm guessing, right? It's in the 90s. How do you do it? What do you mean? Even I only you, saw a few episodes. Even if you didn't come here every day. I don't know how you would watch the same show. <laughs> I know. <laughs> now, I know you don't do anything when you're here, but are you actually watching television currently, like on your laptop or something? Is that how you do it? I'm in the middle of a show right now. Okay. I believe it. That I believe. <laughs> All right. Uh, also, Jeb Bush is struggling. Uh, wow. Have we? No. I, I think we've chronicled this a little bit, that he's struggling. Uh, but here's a, a really good indication of his struggles at a speech recently. So here's my pledge to you. Okay. I will be this a commander-in-chief. Really 
that will have the back of the military. Mm -hmm. I won't trash talk. I won't be a divider in chief or an agitator in chief. I won't be out there blowharding, talking a big, big game without backing it up. I think the next president needs to be a lot quieter, but send a signal that we're prepared to act in the national security interests of this country to get back in the business <laughs> of creating a more peaceful world. Please clap. That's pathetic and sad. Wow. Good gosh. He stopped. He waited. Not a peep out of the crowd. Please clap. I mean, yeah, that's it was like a defeated. Because like you could man. pull that. Like that's a. That's sad. people do that. You know, like if they kind of maybe a couple of persons clap. It's, like, oh, it's okay. He could clap. Like but kinda, nobody did. But no one did. And nobody he actually did. really. It seemed like. I was sure that was going to be an applause line. Please clap. It was actually really a defeated. That hit him in the heart right there. Oh yeah. yeah. It's almost sad to watch. Yeah. You know, and it. It's Almost. like it's amazing that I, I entered this campaign with the real belief that we were going to get stuck with someone like Jeb Bush, uh, and was really frustrated about it. And as this has gone on, he's actually garnered sympathy for me. Like, I know. It's me become, too. First me of too. all, he's not the worst candidate in the field anymore. Not at all. And second of all, like I mean, the guy isn't this bad. He's not the worst politician no. ever. He doesn't no. have the worst record ever. No. It shouldn't be this sad it was actually slog to the end. A pretty decent governor of yeah, Florida. It wasn't bad. He was. I liked him as governor. He's not great, him. believe me, and I would not vote for him. Uh, but, uh, you know, I almost Over feel Hillary? Like, would you not vote for him? Uh, I couldn't vote for Jeb Bush. I can't do it on again. Can't do I mean, it looking at that sad thing, I think I'd vote for him. Trump, uh, you know, makes me consider. Like, at the time when we didn't know Donald Trump was coming in, he just got my sympathy vote. Yeah, over Hillary. Yeah, over yeah, Hillary. Yeah. Well, it's between him and Hillary, oh I'm, I'm going. Uh, look, most people would. I think most yeah. people would uh, yeah. when it comes down to it. Trump Have is another to. is another animal. Uh, but again, you know, to, oh, Trump, to, to, to absolutely state this, not. To state absolutely this. not. I'm going Hillary over Trump. If yeah. I only had the two choices and I had to vote, and somebody put a gun to my head and said, "You're voting for either Hillary or Donald Trump," I'm going Hillary. Luckily, we don't live in that world. We do not live in a world where that can no, ever happen. Uh, so I would because I would third party. I would absolutely, you know, if I could not find a third party candidate, I would. I would just not even vote. No, you have to. He's going to shoot your head. Off. Yeah, I know, but I'd rather, I'd rather die. I'd rather die. Would you? Yes. All right. I figured that's okay. a better option. Sounds like a better option. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. I mean, that was just sad and pathetic. And Please he's vote. becoming George. Why? Please vote. Please vote. Why are you? His, his mannerisms have gotten so much more W-like yeah. over this time. I'm, they had and I tell you meeting. something else. I, I tell you another thing is, is I walk back and forth and I do this thing and I, and I stop and I, and I pause and I, I'm doing that. And I, I tell you this and I, I, I'm thinking about a word. <laughs> That's true. It is weird. They, they had their get-together, right? I mean, they've gathered yeah. and they and keep having these secret meetings. Then, and the last one they had was before the uh, the New Hampshire town hall that we aired here yeah. on The Blaze. And yes. he came out at that town hall more like George. Yes, he did. Yeah, I mean, you know, they apparently yeah, had did. a little bit of a, uh, a disagreement during the campaign. And I thought this was kind of interesting. He and George? He and George. Which really? was... They asked him and said, well, you know, what do you think about your brother's Iraq policy? And he gave that, remember that really oh, right. bad answer he gave? It was like, oh, I don't know what I would do. And it was, uh, you know, it was really hesitant and weird at the mm -hmm. very beginning um, of the campaign. And George kind of pulled him aside and said, you know, stop defending me. Like, because it was a brother saying, like, I don't want to say bad things about my brother's policy. So he tried to finesse it and it didn't work at all. Right. And he actually, George supposedly got mad at him and said, stop, just say what you got to say. Don't. 
stop defending me. Now, part of me likes the charm of that as a family thing. The other part of me is like, what do you mean say what you got to say, you know? Right. I mean, say what you believe. And I think that's kind of what he probably meant by that, um, you know. But it's just a weird, uh, you know, dynamic. It's like the bottom line is if Jeb Bush was not Bush, he is not bottom of the field. He's middle of the field. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's but instead he's Bush and it, it makes it him an impossible candidate to root for because he can't win. You know, he is not it's not like um, uh, any other Republican like Chris Christie, um, uh, Chris Christie, who is he's more conservative than Chris Christie. He's more conservative than John Kasich. Um, he's not as conservative as Marco Rubio. But like he if he could be the perfect candidate policy-wise, but that last name makes it so he cannot win a, a general election. He mm-hmm. just can't. We're just done with the Bushes. Yeah. We're trying to stay out the Bushes. Stay out the Bushes. More Pat and Stu coming up in a sec. Please vote. Please vote. Please. Please. Thank you. Please clap. Why isn't any of the audience clapping for me? That's really good. Wasn't that sad? Yeah, it was. Please clap. Come on. It's heartbreaking. Triple eight seven two seven back in Pat Stu. When it comes to the race yes. for uh, each party's nomination for president, no. Uh, Sorry, we, uh, we're Jeffy's. Uh, <laughs> we were. I was trying to get Jeffy in the break to. Uh, I was watching mm. some Fox News programming recently, mm-hmm. and I've noticed you know they're a big network. Like they have, they're in like way more homes than we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have all these big shows, and I've noticed a lot of the shows. Like I mean, I I don't know if I'm the only one who's noticed that some of the shows feature. Uh, people dressed in sort of uh, sh- short, shorter skirts, and so yeah. I was trying in mini the break, dresses, mini skirts, mini skirts, right? Yes. And, you know, short. And yeah. I suggested show potentially a lot of maybe Jeffy could step into that uh, area for I, us. I don't and, think you and, and understand the concept necessarily. Some, something a little bit more revealing. Fox does that? But compared look, to at, why look, look at Jeffy for a second. You know, I'm look looking. At, look at this guy. Mm-hmm. Look at this thing. I mean, look at that. What's your problem? No, no. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Look at you're okay. so covered. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, all I am seeing basically is his head. Thank heaven. You can't see his arms. You can't yeah. see his legs. Uh, I mean, look, the sh- camera shot doesn't even allow you to see his legs. I mean, I mean, I'm just saying that. What if we were to, you know, maybe spice it up a little bit, and you know, you get like maybe a nice like pink sort of one piece, you know, skirt that was, you know, a little above the knee, maybe a little, you know. I'm yeah. willing to discuss that. Look at that. Yeah, and we could take shots like this coming back. We just see that. Jeffy's legs. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we'd have to light them. We'd have to light your legs. It's very, yeah, it's hard to see there. That's what Fox but... does. They light the chick's legs and uh, we, show them off a little bit. I mean, can we get maybe some feedback from the audience on that? Sure. Is that a, can we do a poll? Sure. Yeah, let's do a poll. Would you like to see Jeffy every day wear a mini skirt? Well, look, 100%, of... yes. Yeah, I mean, but... oh, look. <laughs> I believe it. I'm just saying I believe it. Sorry. Uh, all right. When it comes to the race for uh, the party's nomination for president, ground game can be a good indicator as to how the candidates will perform. Uh, and so we're going to take a look at uh, who has spent the most and the least time in the state of New Hampshire. Now, I would guess that, you know, Ted hasn't spent a lot of time because he I don't I don't know that he feels like he has much of a shot. Uh, campaign stops New Hampshire. Kasich leads with 180, followed by Christie at 179, Bush 106. 
Rubio, 79. Oh, Cruz, 75. Not bad. Okay. Only 39 for Trump. But I think he's realized he doesn't have to do much there. Well, yeah, and, what, uh, he's uh, not doing much The there. Trump philosophy here is not a normal philosophy. Like, he's doing, you know, people are like, oh, he got 3,000 people at the event. Well, he's not going, he's not making 12 appearances a day. Right. You know, he's making one. He's flying in on his nice big jet, and he's mm -hmm. a celebrity, and he gets a lot of people at once, and he does some big events less frequently. Where a guy like Christie, who, you know, he goes to an event and there's four people there. He's got to go, bounce around the state the whole time. Um, and Christie mm -hmm. and Kasich are essentially uh, the Huckabee and Santorum of New Hampshire. Like, they're both, they're candidates, they're kind of registered. They're doing a little bit better than either of those guys. But, you know, Santorum and Jindal was another guy, worked their asses off in Iowa. I mean, they were everywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, it just didn't work. And here, it's not going to work for almost all of them in, in New Hampshire. I mean, you know, maybe... Kasich comes out of there for a couple more states, but they have no, no, you know, no Gilmentum after that. I mean, this, this is not a Jim Gilmore situation where a guy who's coming, in, you know, from 17th all the way up to 9th. Right. They're not getting that sort of momentum. This weekend we're going to be in uh, we're going to be in San Francisco for the Super Bowl. In fact, uh, Stu's leaving a little bit early. Yeah, leaving uh, just a little bit. So lucky you. Yeah, a little bit. The show's almost over. The show ends. Yeah, I'm going to be leaving a little earlier than that. A little earlier. You believe you know, that? You know I, I believe ends? I spoke on this subject yesterday. I, I thought we yeah, all did. Is, did I not? This is something you're going to probably like, we all did. internalize for the future, is that I don't care if you say that I can't no, go. I, like, I think you misunderstood because you said I'll probably leave a little bit early yeah. Uh, yesterday. Yeah, right. I remember that part. Yep. And and my response was, uh, no. <laughs> What's your response? No. <laughs> so... Settled. That's settled law, my friend. To be fair, you did respond. I that did way. respond. <clears throat> uh, no. And uh, I will be leaving in just a few moments. Uh, <laughs> Strange. No. No, I, that's a good. You're doing it again, and that's that's helpful. <laughs> uh, Got to play the catch. Was so, it a surprise? Don't wait for the show me. was on. <laughs> you know, is it a surprise the show was on? Yeah. Uh, it's a little bit huh. of a surprise. Yeah. Is it? Uh, it's a little. Well, bit I'm not of a talking surprise. about that. Surprise about the show being. You would think. I mean, I were you thinking it would be discontinued well, by now I'd, when you booked your I booked reservation? I flight a, a few months ago. Yeah, um, and you and, never know. Uh, I just right. assumed it would be canceled. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> I did not think this wow, show would still really? be on the air. Yeah, I mean, have I mean, you watched it? It's, it's, it's awful. Lots of people have called it the greatest show on television. Yeah, but I mean, a lot, a lot of more people. have called it awful. Yeah, no, I don't know anybody who's ever called it awful. No one. No, of course not. Triple Eight Seven Two Seven Beck. All right, so yeah, another show that you do not typically call awful is the Glenn Beck Program. It airs on, of course, on this network, uh, mm -hmm. five p.m. Eastern time. Most of this network. On most of this network. That some of the network some... doesn't run it. It's weird because it's, yeah. the guy owns the network, so I would think he'd be think able to pull that show. off. Yeah, um, but so they have um, a uh, uh, the documentary um, is coming. I think it's air tonight. Yes. It does. Okay, so this is a big one, um, mm -hmm. and you've known about it for a while. Glenn went to Iraq at the end of last year, um, and you know what happened? They they rescued what, 150 Christians, mm -hmm. um, got them out of the country, 
Uh, ABC News did a big special on this rescue that featured Glenn. Um, and so this is, you know, but they just, you know, they, they showed parts of it and had some interviews. And it was, a, it was actually, I thought they did a pretty good job with it on ABC. Um, but this is the real behind-the-scenes stuff. This is the stuff that, you know, they didn't have access to. Cool. Um, so it's going to be very cool. Uh, Glenn talked about it a little bit last night and something else kind of leading up to it, which is, is really cool. Um, you know, just kind of a piece of, of uh, personal generosity. Watch. I want to read a letter to you. Dear Glenn comes from a guy in Montana named Joel. Dear Glenn, I'm a 100% disabled Army veteran. I've not been able to afford to go visit my family for over six years. My grandparents have never met my youngest two children. I saved every penny I had for the last six years, and I was finally able to introduce my two children to their grandparents last July. He lives in Montana. His parents live in Wyoming. You get a kind of an understanding of how little money this guy has? Since that trip in July, I've been saving money for the next trip. I save my money in a jar. This is only two months of savings, but it's all that I have. And I gladly give it to you to help rescue the Christians overseas. I proudly served my country from 93 to 98 in the Army, believing in America, believing in God, believing in the Constitution. Now, as I suffer from pain every day, I ask myself... Really, was it worth it? Increasingly, I find myself answering that question, no. Because I'm ashamed of myself, I'm ashamed of my country, I'm ashamed of our leaders, I'm ashamed now even of my beloved army. Don't feel sorry for me. I am currently working on getting a PhD because I got to get back into the fight. You're never out of the fight. There's always one more thing you can do. The stuff only sucks while you're doing it. I can't physically serve anymore, but I can help educate. Please accept my donation to help save lives. Joel. This is a man's life savings. Don't tell me that there's nothing you can do. Joel is by himself and not able. This isn't enough to save anybody's life over in the Middle East. And Joel could have said, there's nothing I can do and... None of this will make a difference. I can't buy anybody's freedom with that. I can't get anybody out of Syria with that. And he's right. By himself, he cannot. But see, this is the secret of restoring unity. 
By ourselves, we are weak. By ourselves, we are broke. By ourselves, we are poor and poor in spirit. By ourselves, we can do little. But once we join with the Almighty, and then we start to join with others, we can change the world. It amazes me that so many of us can spend our whole lives wondering what our purpose is, when perhaps if we just buckle down and do what we're supposed to do, provide Christian charity, we can fulfill our purpose and perhaps not be remembered as she was, but at least there'd be some evidence that we lived. This is about the future of Christianity. This is about uh, the future of the church in the Middle East, but also about the future of the church and the future of Slovakia itself. And so not only have we done things to make sure that they succeed, but also Slovakia succeeds Mm -hmm. because these guys are heroes. They really are heroes for doing this. This is, the United States of America won't do this. No, still won't do it. Yeah, and, and you see these elementary school kids. I mean, you know, there'll be little Iraqi Christian children in these groups right. before long. And a mat, you, we, we saw those kids yesterday. We, I mean, the testimony even of the faith of those children, I mean, it, it will, it'll, it'll change lives. Do you think Slovakia has the courage? I mean, they've done so much already. Do you think the hammer of the United Nations and the hammer of probably the U.S. and the hammer of the EU coming down. How can we help them not I mean, the, give in? This is, a, this is a proud country with a lot of amazing, amazing people. And, and they've demonstrated that, you know, despite the fact that um, the U.N., the EU, international leaders, everyone didn't want them to do this at all, they'd do it anyhow. And so I, I believe that when it's all said and done, that not only are we just getting started, but that Slovakia is just getting started. And I think God will bless this country in unbelievable ways. 25, 30 years, yeah. we'll look back at Slovakia. It'll be e- even a, a more amazing place. I said this a minute ago. I really firmly believe there's f- a feeling there's seeds being planted. 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. I mean, it's amazing that that actually happened, that this, yeah. you know, because obviously we've been doing the show for a long time and, uh, you know, working with Glenn for a long time, and it's like, you always have these big ideas, and yeah, but it's a stupid show, right? Like, a, a bottom line is we're doing a stupid show every day, yeah. and we hope that you actually like it, and maybe, you know, it's entertainment and enlightenment. Maybe you learn something. Maybe, you, you know, you, know you, you laugh. Maybe there's something. Mm-hmm. But, like, the fact that 149 people or whatever it is have, <laughs> that were in the sights of ISIS are now somewhere safe where they're able to live a life of relative uh, freedom Mm-hmm. And uh, and you know uh, certainly prosperity as, as as opposed to what they were dealing with in Syria. I mean, it's it's really it's yeah, really amazing. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's great. Triple eight seven two seven Beck eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. Have some really good information for you too. The Chicago Theological Seminary organization that uh, produced a video that we're going to show you depicts a man obtaining a pair of white privilege glasses mm. that allow him to see the world as if he were black. Oh gosh. This is deep and powerful. And like you said, Stu, you know, a lot of times we just screw around on this 
show or, and right. we do silly things. I don't know if this is like what I was saying. But this. Hmm. The, the glass, Something the white privilege glasses? The white privilege glasses. Let's take a look. I don't know. White privilege. I just don't see it. You know what you need? Oh, my God, this is so bad. What are these? Oh. White privilege glasses. Helps you see the world the way we do. Okay, here we go. You put them on. And she got blurry. <laughs> Oh, slave oh owner. Gosh. Oh, man. Jefferson Street becomes slave owner street. Oh, good golly. And that guy got blurry. And this cop, as he puts on the glasses. What? Can you see white privilege? No. 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 You can't. Uh, but they can. That, this stuff happens all the time. All the time, man. Come in for your free pair of glasses. Chicago Theological Seminary. I mean, that is, it's, it's, an, it's incredibly so stupid. sick of this bull crap. Uh, you know, I can't uh, take it. Well, again, maybe the per reason people are walking away and looking uh, at you strangers is because you're wearing weird colored glasses. Yeah, maybe. Is that possible? Maybe. <laughs> it's, just, it's just silly. You know, it, you're, it, it proves that there will always be um, somebody claiming that they're the victim of something. Yeah. You know, it's like if you would have talked to people who were actually fighting the civil rights movement back in the day, um, you know, if Martin Luther King was alive to talk, to talk about what he dealt with. And he said, you know what, I would like to get to this point. I would like to get to this point. He would describe something that is not even close to what we have. You know what I mean? Like he would describe something that was he didn't, wasn't even looking for, uh, at least at that time, to start, you know, a, uh, you know, something that was as equal as we have today. Um, that way he, it, it seemed so far away to him that he didn't even deem it necessarily possible in the short term. We've got the president of the United States is black. The president, the guy who was elected by tens of millions of white people to lead the free world is African-American. I mean, think about this. It's gotten so much better that they had to manufacture white privilege. Yeah. It's not even racism anymore, nope. although they sometimes scream about that, but rarely, because there's hardly any... I mean, yes, racism, racism exists, but it's so background now, and it's, it's the exception rather than the rule, that they have to manufacture this dumbass white privilege thing yeah. with white privilege glasses. I mean... You can't even cite real examples, so you have to now say, well, you're privileged just because, just because you're white. Well, what? What are you talking about? What have I, what have I, what do I have that you can't get? Yeah. What have, what has been given to me because I'm white? And things Frankly, like, have you ever, has a cab ever stopped for you? Yes. Bingo. Bingo. Um, privilege. Uh, okay, so a cab... Has Cabs never stopped for a black person. Never stopped for a black person. Never once? No. I mean, what huh. would the even complaint be that, let's just say, 5% uh, of the time, maybe? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure, I honestly do not believe that it's even that. But if it is, 5% of the time a cab decides not to pick you up where they might mm -hmm. pick up a white person instead, 5%, I mean, it's not even close to 5%. Think about the, the idea of someone walking down the street. I mean, I walk down streets as a white person with other white people and see how they react to black people walking by. They don't cower and walk across the street. 
Right. Now, I'm not to say that it's never happened. Of course it's happened. Um, and it's happened, by the way, the other way. Um, many times people, if, if particularly if, if it's a group of young, uh, rowdy teenagers, people will, uh, whether they're white or black, maybe think better about maybe, uh, I don't know what they're, you know, maybe they're a little unpredictable. Mm-hmm. When's the last time you saw any of these things, situations that they just described happen to an African-American businessman in a suit? Never happens. You know, no. there's no there's no store uh, store. Uh, I mean, and when I say no, I mean it's a very small percentage. Obviously, there's somebody out there. You know, somebody who is uh, tweet. There's somebody out there tweeting to Donald Trump hashtag white genocide. I get it. There's some people out there that are doing it. But I mean, the percentages is inc- are incredibly low. If somebody, if you believe somebody is an upstanding member of society, you don't you don't you don't do these things. It's not because of color. This is not 1950. We've come a long way. Um, and I and I believe that you know you get to a point where these complaints get in the way of what actually is real. You're never going to solve the people ha- hashtagging white genocide on Twitter. It's never going to stop. It's never going to happen. But this is more of an idea of like you're looking to cre- create a class of victims, and it's not necessary. You know what I've noticed about African Americans? I've noticed they're really freaking capable people that can do they can do what they need to do. They're you know, able to do everything that everyone else can do. That's what I've noticed about them. May I just say, I've noticed something about black people. Hmm. There's one in the White House! Hmm. Yes, that was true. There's one in the White House! Hmm. Hmm. Uh, wow, that is was it white privilege that got him there? Uh, well, he is half white. Right? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. It was so the white only half. the white part of the him is in the White him. House now. His mother's side was the privilege. And they they made his wife stay outside. She doesn't get to sleep in there. She's in a tent in the back. No? No? Not really, no. She no. seems to be the most privileged person I've ever met. <laughs> I know. Well, I've never met her. But the most privileged person I've ever seen in my entire life happens to be Michelle Obama. So sick. Uh, so there you go. So sick. That's just so It's just silly. So, you know what? There you go. It's time anyway to tell you about a great company that we really like. Uh, it's called Go. Yeah. Solar energy that's now affordable. It's not the kind of thing that's going to cost you twenty or 30000 or forty or $50,000 to install a bunch of solar panels on your house. You get it for zero down. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, in fact, you get a 20 to 30% on, on the electricity. So basically what they're doing is they're going to install the system uh, for no money up front, and mm-hmm. then you're just going to buy the energy from them, and it's going to be cheaper than the rates that you're paying now. And over 60,000 satisfied customers already know this. Uh, they have the best warranty in the industry. So when you think the best warranty in the industry, you, when you think great quality, lower prices on your electricity, mm-hmm. think Go. Yeah, they're also one of the biggest residential solar companies in America with over 60 local offices. So you never need to worry about whether or not you're going to get the customer service or the maintenance because you will. So just find out if Go is available in your area, and it's easy to do. Go to GoSolarWithTheBlaze.com. Power your home more affordably. GoSolarWithTheBlaze.com. That Moody. Look at Who's Moody? Is Chris, that the Chris CNN person? CNN, right? Yeah, CNN. Okay, so they just showed. They just showed on Fox News. They got Ben Carson on. Yeah. They just showed the tweet CNN sent out, and I mean, they're trying to get it through this guy's thick freaking head. That it wasn't. That it wasn't Ted Cruz. It was CNN. So when CNN reports something, of course he's going to take advantage of it. It's not fraud. 
he didn't do anything wrong. And no one believes and, it's fraud. Yeah, no so one. shut up about it. Stop your whining. No one who knows the facts of it. They just are trying to make you believe that the, because they're trying to cast doubt on a guy who's a really good candidate and it's hard to find holes in. Yeah. That's the problem. They don't yeah. have policy things to criticize them on, so they go to this stuff. Oh, someone right. in his campaign sent out a piece of mail. Right. Okay, yeah, that's really, I mean, I know, that's so crazy. Um, after it was reported on CNN. It does show you how good the guy is. Yeah, it does. Doesn't it? Because they have to continually yeah. go to this crap. Yeah, they got nothing. Well, oh, he was, he visited uh, Vancouver once. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, he he has a bank account <laughs> that he uses in a bank. He actually did business with with um, Goldman Sachs. They're evil. It's like uh, these are not real complaints that any serious candidate or any serious voter even acknowledges are real. It's just silly well, because nonsense. because of this tweet, yeah. uh, we, we found out that uh, New Hampshire uh, staffers for Ben Carson have quit and went to work for Ted Cruz. Wait, what? Because of right? the tweet? What are you talking about? <laughs> because of the tweet. So wait, because the of Ted Cruz's tweet about so, Ben Carson. So, uh -huh. ben, so, okay. so the people who were supporting Ben Carson's super PAC saw that Ben Carson <laughs> might be dropping out, didn't ask Ben Carson. Went right to work for Ted Cruz. Right to work for Ted Cruz. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Mm. And, and today we find out. And today we find out that uh, 50 staff positions uh, are cut from in, his campaign. In New Hampshire. Right? Uh, overall. Oh, overall? Overall his campaign. So yeah. they, they so. cut. in trouble. And that's, uh, that's is that t did Ted Cruz sneak in there and, and pretend that Ben Carson had said he's closing up shop, so we're laying off 50 people? Is <laughs> did, that what did happened? He, did, yes. that little bastard? did Ted Cruz yes. lie to Ben Carson about Ben Carson's campaign? <laughs> that bastard. I mean, look, In this whole story, it talks over. about them cutting people, and then at the very end, his confidant guy, this... Uh, Armstrong Williams. Uh, Armstrong oh, Williams, yeah. Uh, also says, but, listen, Carson remains incensed at Senator Ted Cruz. Yeah, I don't care. I, ben yeah. Carson is a whiny little... He really is turning into cake, no and it, it's really pissing me off. And stop it. And the funny thing is, stop Mr. It. Tough Guy, Mr. I don't, I don't back down to anybody. Mr. I'm always going to win is doing nothing but complaining about cheating. Yeah. You know what you do? What, what, think about back when you were a kid. Who was the person that was complaining about everyone else cheating the all the time? Loser. The loser. The yep. loser complains about that. The and loser. that's what Donald Trump is. He's yep. oh He's for the campaign, and hopefully it continues. Although He's a loser I with a really horrible comb over. Uh, you know, I, I've been doing a lot of research because we're doing next week's uh, deal. Next week's serial is, uh, this week it was the four biggest elections on radio. Uh, and we do that in the second, uh, the top of the second hour on the radio show. Next week it's Donald Trump. And uh, watch some old video of him from like, I don't know, 83, 84-ish in there. Something. It was the USFL time period. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they filmed him from the back, and it's kind of rare when that happens, especially yeah, now. That. And you see the big bald spot beginning to form, and he's only like, you know, 35, yeah. but he's got this huge bald, bald spot going on. So it's pretty evident that what happened in subsequent years is he got sensitive to that, didn't want that to happen. So he let his hair grow really long in the front. He blow dries it forward and then combs, then combs it back. straight back over the bald spot, which is what? He's trying to do to cover up. So, Mr. Combover Bald Spot is uh, a loser who is making all kinds of excuses because he didn't win. And it, it's starting to uh, look like maybe he doesn't always win. Yeah.
Huh. Yeah, it's so funny. Maybe he doesn't. What ticks me off now, though, is that the, the use, well, we, we talked a, touched on a little bit earlier of his plan of, of going after uh, the fraud, and I couldn't figure out why the polls were wrong in Iowa, because it looks like he's going to win in New Hampshire. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the polls are really big in New Hampshire for him. Mm-hmm. So if he wins in New Hampshire, then he has that excuse of, well, that was just wrong. But what's it, <laughs> if anyone would bother to take 20 seconds to think this through, if Ben Carson, it, let's say there was go, Ben Carson was going to get 15 percent, right? And because Ted Cruz sent these bad things and everyone believed he was going to drop out, he only got 9 percent. So there was 6% extra (laughs) votes available. And Donald Trump underperformed his polls by 4%. Mm -hmm. Everybody else overperformed. If the accusation (laughs) is everyone else overperformed, and basically the entire election, the only... Think about this. It's actually a worse loss for Trump. Mm -hmm. Because if that theory were true, he had more available voters and more people rejected him than before. Uh, It is embarrassing he's an embarrassment to the republican party to mm-hmm. conservatism mm-hmm. uh to america to okay? humanity that's what he is a giant embarrassment <laughs> and as pat is. noted his hair yes his hair okay to comb over to cover up a bald spot or maybe multiple bald spots now right. he, you know he's got enough money he should have it'd be able i know get a transplant, transplant or something dude come on or live with it there's no, live with right. There's no reason. It doesn't matter. I'm Who starting cares? to think the entirety of probably from about here all the way back is probably now bald because he's 69 now. And yeah, yeah. Okay. that's all right. It happens. It it's happens. called male pattern bald baldness because it's so yes. common. Right, and it it happens to almost everybody. Yeah. So what are you going to do? Well, I guess you're going to comb your hair over. <laughs> Look like a doofus. Or you could. You could just. Make it look as good as possible. Yeah, or you can shave your head. You know, you know what's it, his face does that? Who has 84 million Twitter, Twitter followers or Facebook followers or something? Uh, Vin Diesel. Yeah. yeah. I mean, my, my oldest son, Elvis, was bald, going bald when he was 20. Oh, really? He, oh, yeah. He started losing his hair bad. That's really unfortunate yeah, when uh, that happens. But my, he, yeah, but. My, my son has a friend who started going bald at like 18. <laughs> I mean, it's like he's now... You know, 22 and just... It's rough, but I mean, the, the, the you know, bald you know head thing is he all... He shaves his head. Yeah, yeah it actually head. works fine. And amazingly, know. at one point, a lot of people never said much to Elvis about, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> out of just, it was just a joke. Uh-huh. I think there was an issue with, I think he might kill me. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's very true. <laughs> yeah. It's well, interesting how, like, he has that, you know, thing that he doesn't... It might, not be, it might be a flaw, but his dad has so many more. Uh-huh. It's like if really if that's the uh-huh. only flaw you pass down to him, that's pretty good. That's not bad, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about what he could have. You know, <laughs> think about that. You'd be holy chlamydia, yeah, and other things. Well, look, right. Well, first of all, <laughs> Pat. Uh-huh. All right, that isn't a flaw. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're saying <laughs> that isn't a flaw. You're saying it's a feature, not a bug. Chlamydia. <laughs> so what you got to do to get that? <laughs> yes, I know exactly how you got uh-huh. it. Not a flaw. Okay. okay. All right. All right. Okay. Speaking of STDs, um, Cinderella uh, has got them. Or at least she's being tested for them. Um, never. This is from Truth Revolt saying never missing a, an opportunity to distort children's stories to indoctrinate the next generation. Liberals have now co-opted Cinderella to push sex education. Yay. Uh, past January, Forbes magazine and the Huffington Post publicized a new cervical cancer awareness campaign. Um, while the cause sounds noble enough, the content featured in the campaign is anything uh, but 
as it's depicted Cinderella getting tested for STDs. Look at that. <laughs> Good golly. Is that Cinderella? Is that what she looks like? Uh, oh, no, Mulan. that's Mulan. Okay. okay. Um, yeah, sorry. So all of the Disney princesses <laughs> are being tested for... Uh, yeah, uh, I guess so, because there's uh, Belle. All right. Not because they're Disney hookers, each one of them. <laughs> My gosh. Okay. How is Disney and not then, suing these people? Uh, that's a good point. Yeah. I'd like to know that as well. That's a really good point. Disney can't allow this, right? No, they cannot. There's no way. I guess because no it's a cancer charity, okay. maybe, they, maybe they will let it slide. No, uh, did they never let that stuff slide? Because their, their argument is, is that Jasmine you know, and Aladdin coming in for family planning. I mean, their argument with all that <laughs> stuff is, you'd think, you know, the little guy in Nebraska with his coffee shop. You know, who's what does that bother? But it sets precedent for him. So I mean, they have to shut all that stuff down. It says, it says what? Precedent. Okay. okay. I he said the president. Which uh, why of, would I mention the president? I don't know. It is what you said. Um, but uh, yeah, you're right. No, it does. I must set be precedent. looking through my. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, did I tell you I have to leave? Uh, I'm going to be leaving here in just a moment. But I heard uh, that. Yes, I am. Uh, I will say this. You're right, Jeffy, um, in a way. Uh, no, you are. Actually, you are. Because what these big companies, it actually does set a legal precedent. They're like, well, you let those guys get away with it. Why couldn't yeah. I get away with right. it? And then you, know, you have to defend your copyrights. You, yeah. you really do, you do. Or they go away. You um, you know, but uh, this is a surprising one, though. I would not think that uh, they would like this. Because it's not even like... You know. No, this is this hurts their brand, and so right. this is the kind of stuff you really want to shut down. But maybe I mean, they're that's, involved. That's is it stupid. possible? Uh, it's possible. Yeah. I mean, it is a cancer yeah. charity. It's possible. It they just said, you know what, go ahead and use it. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. I, I wouldn't think so, but maybe. Uh, more Pat and Stu coming up. Really more Pat and Jeffy because I'm going to. No. No, you'll be here. Shows, Good to see you guys. Shows, see you guys out in uh, Sit down. San Francisco. Sit down. Just pop this microphone off. He here. said no. Yeah, no. Sit down! You can't tell me. Why do you think... I'm sit out! Okay. Jeffy, and Stu is gone. He's, we lost him. I'd be we pissed if I were you because he didn't listen to you. No, he did not at all. No, he didn't. I, mean, I know he. Hey, look, I know he doesn't listen to me. Yeah, I mean, I know that. Right. But, but it's inexcusable. He didn't listen to it's you at inexcusable. all. Inexcusable. Uh, all right. Here's uh, three alternatives to popular technologies that didn't quite survive uh, from our friends at Mental Floss. Actually. I don't know them at all. <laughs> you don't know anyone at Metal Floss? No, not nobody. one person? Not that you I sure? know of. No, not a okay. single person. It's the uh, Demaxian car? Is that how it's pronounced? R. Buckminster Fuller's Demaxian car. Ooh, I like that. Is, uh, wow, that's a weird-looking machine, isn't it? It's <laughs> <That> is. <clears throat> just one of many striking designs the architect and inventor uh, created in the first few decades of the 20th century. He also created the geodesic dome. Uh, Fuller designed the aerodynamic vehicle as part of his vision for a Demaxian world. Um, so it was a uh, it was part di dynamic, part maximum service, and part ion, uh, in which 
efficiently designed vehicle structures and communities could go hand in hand with utopian living. Yeah, boy. Oh, yeah, boy. Good. Oh, golly. Uh, the three-wheeled, roughly blimp-shaped car designed to accommodate 11 passengers at speeds of up to 125 miles an hour. Imagine being in that thing at 125 miles an hour. No. No. While it gets uh, 30 <laughs> miles to the gallon, or according to Fuller's uh, long-term vision, per gallon of alcohol-based fuel, car drew interest mm. and investment from a range of 1920s and 30s inventor, uh, innovators, including... Henry Ford, who supplied parts to Fuller at low cost. I bet. And Amelia Earhart was involved, uh, reportedly ordered one for herself about 1933. Sadly, the Damaxian <laughs> car's future was cut short uh, when a drive in the third prototype outside the 1933 Chicago World Fair ended in tragedy. Oh, no. The incident sparked headlines around the world and potential investment quickly dried up. So, so what happened? What kind of tragedy? Uh, did it crash and somebody died? I guess so. I don't know the <clears> story. Even it almost looks like a, one of those duck vehicles. I always like those. You know, like that should be able to go in the water. Yeah, it does. would have gone in the water. Looks like it. Should. Then it would have been a seller. Plus, they sold one mm -hmm. to Amelia Earhart, and then she never picked it up. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean. No yeah. wonder that people aren't even coming by to pick it up. It kind of spoiled the fun. <laughs> it did. Number two. It did. The uh, penny farthing bicycle. Okay. 1870s well, to me, offered a solution like a... to the impractical gearing associated with directly pedaling. I hate that. Yeah. I hate the directly pedaling. Oh, the penny farthing with the big... Yeah, no, these things... I would hate to ride these things. The large powering front wheel, uh -huh. big penny one, compared to the tiny farthing that was the rear wheel. Gave riders more traveled ground for each pedal rotation. Yeah, you traveled more distance, but you looked stupider. <laughs> stupider? <laughs> stupider. You ride one of those, you're stupider. That's just the way it is. <laughs> okay. All right. Number three, the personal rapid transit. Um, automated individualized transport. This is cool. Uh, may have always been one of the most enviable aspects of sci-fi stories. But efforts to put on-demand personal rapid transit, PRT, vehicles on real-world roads or on specially built real-world tracks have also been underway for over oh, half a yeah. century. They're oh, still trying to make this. They, Elon Musk has something kind of like this now. Mm -hmm. He's got that little, uh, I guess you, you get into a tube, and there's a little, like a, I don't know, it's sort of a seat, and you just shoot through the tube. Yeah, the bank tube. At up to 700 miles an hour. Now, they've got to, look, as fun as that sounds, mm -hmm. being able to be somewhere that fast. I you've got to, that. You've got to be able to, I mean, it's going to tear your body apart, right? There's got to be some kind of, your body oh. can't. Why would it tear your body apart? Well, I mean, you can't travel that fast, right? Why? You've got to have some kind of. You go that fast in a plane. Why? In just <laughs> a single tube? I don't know. About? It just sounds like it's going to, it's not going to end well. Well, if you crash, it wouldn't end well. And I, I, I just, I don't know if they've, you know, thought of that. I, I would imagine they have. Elon Musk is pretty smart. But the idea of using networks of small, on-rail, self-navigating pods to tackle urban congestion really started gaining speed and enthusiasm in the mid-1960s. Studies like uh, Don Fitchter's 1964 Individualized Automatic Transit and the City and uh, L.M. Cole's Tomorrow's Transportation New Systems of the Urban Future offered city planners several highly detailed visions of a simultaneously walkable, busable, drivable, and PRTable 
modern metropolis. I mean, that's what they all live for, right? They all love that. that ever happened. I just read a big story on uh, Cincinnati's rail system and Uh uh, subway system. First of all, who knew Cincinnati had a subway and rail system? But they never used it. They built, they spent all this money on this uh, rail system and subway system, Mm -hmm. and it's just collecting dust. Really? It was going to be one of the best rail systems in cities across America uh, because they were all jealous of New York's subway system. And so Cincinnati built this great system, and it's never been used. It's just collecting dust now. Why? It's really wow. strange. I don't know. They ran out of, they, some of, part of it ran out of money, and they just sits there. It's a, eh, eh. And don't worry this, about it. Where did they build it? Back in know? the early 1900s. Uh, oh, wow. 1900s? Yeah, I mean, it's been there forever. Wow. Huh. Maybe they should have used it. <laughs> I know. You know? Uh, among other things, though, this study... Imagine a system of pods traveling with average speeds of between 50 and 70 miles an hour. That's no big deal. Now today they're averaging. They're thinking of 700 miles an hour. Right. At a capacity of 6,000 riders uh, per hour or higher, it suggested the system pods would cost less than 10 cents per mile uh-huh. each. Wow. Yeah, that's, but that never works out. It pro- no, that's true. Uh, it, propo- it proposed demand-based group transit services like Dial-A-Bus 2, but uh, also dual-mode vehicles that could run on both roads and tracks. Overall, its vision for efficiently transporting city residents from across the economic spectrum has remained mostly unchanged. Um, This tube thing that Elon Musk is doing, it's sort of an updated version of this, is supposedly able to, uh, and he really thinks he can do this. Of course he does. Musk is... Of course he does. He's a lot of fun. I mean, I, yes. I would love to have the guy on the air because he's, he's, he's a Steve Jobs-like guy. He's fascinating to talk he's to. He's fascinating. Uh, I don't think he shares a lot of our ideology, but he's a fascinating guy. And anyway, he thinks this, um, this tube gets you to, from Los Angeles to San Francisco in 35 minutes. I mean, that is phenomenal. Good. You get a, across the country, I'm trying to think. From New York to Los Angeles, I think it was an hour and a half. I'm, is that amazing? Do you want to be in a tube for an hour and a half? An hour and a half! I know, but you know, you talk, we, you, we were laughing about getting uh, uh, laying down to have your body x-rayed and, and scanned, and you're in there for 30 minutes, and it's like, get me out of here! Yes. So you're, you know, by the time, <clears throat> yeah, you, get to, I, by the time you get to Missouri I don't think from New York, you're like, confining. I need to get out of this tube! I don't think it's that confining. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd be okay. Well, it's all the size of a couch, then. Seems like a pretty cool thing. Um, <laughs> also, for mental floss, our friends. The bigger the tube, mental the floss. slower the ride. Seven nearly forgotten foods found on restaurant oh, menus of yesteryear. Uh, things like uh, farina souffle. Ugh. That is forgotten because I, I never heard of it. Puffy dessert made from uh, the same milled cereal grain. The cream of wheat is made from. Oh. No mm. wonder we forgot about that. What about boiled mm. ox tongue with sauce picante? I'm going to say no to that. <laughs> then have you ever had uh, boiled, boiled tongue? No. Cow tongue, ox tongue? I have not. It's good. Oh. You've not had it. It is You're a liar. Good. No, my friend's grandpa <laughs> Come used on. My, my friend's boiled grandfather. Boiled anything used would to boil, be nasty. Uh, used to boil Let cow, alone. Boiled cow tongues. Uh-uh. Ah, good. And did you ever have them? Yeah, we had a little And bit. you did like it? Oh, oh, so good. Yeah, you can't stop me from eating cow tongue today. First of all, 
Kowtong, <laughs> I've watched enough Chopped on Food Network yeah. to know that if you cook it right, it can apparently be pretty tasty. So it, can everybody it part. Can be that doesn't mean you need tender, to tender, but you wouldn't boil it. I mean, that would be horrifically bad. I mean, boiled meat is nasty. That's that's nasty. What about hot dogs? Uh, well, except for hot dogs. Okay. Okay. Uh, then there's chow chow, a pickled vegetable relish that is today considered to be a regional delicacy Ooh. delicacy in the South. I live in the South. I've never heard of chow chow. Mm. Anybody here heard of chow chow? Chow chow. No. Chow chow once. No. Twice. No. Fricassee of calf's feet. Oof, man. No. Mock turtle soup. Boiled. Here's another one. Boiled calves liver and bacon. Uh, no. No. Roast peacock. No, I have had uh, pheasant. It's kind pheasant of like peacock. Duck, only. Yeah. Not quite. Yeah, I know, but I mean, yeah, you can eat all those birds. Pheasant's I mean, different. I mean, birds are eat edible. You no matter what yeah. they are. Pheasant is pluck them and cook them. You can. That's like a delicacy. Pheasant. Pheasant under glass. You hear about that at yeah. really nice French restaurants. I don't know if peacock is similar to that. It doesn't sound very good. Uh, hold the no, tail we used feathers, to have maybe? We used to have pheasant and duck all the time, along with the turkeys and everything on the holidays, because they would all go out hunting. My Michigan family would all go out hunting and bring home the bacon. Mm -hmm. But the bacon was actually a, a bird pheasant. Yeah. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents. Stu, Jeffy, coming up. Oh, we got to look at the football field. Oh, yeah. yeah we got to yeah, look at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Triple Eight Seven Two Seven Bet. Pat and Stu, can you believe we have one more game on Sunday, and then football season is over? So sad. It's so sad. That, that is just soul-crushing. Yesterday was... How, uh, how did that happen so fast? I don't know. It, it happens fast. Yesterday was National Signing Day for the universities. Yeah, I that know. brought back so many memories. Did it? Of, it was so much fun uh, building up to National Signing Day and what school. Did those he keep, kids, it, did those he kids keep are, it quiet? Was there uh, like a... Did you have the thing where you put the hat on? Yeah, we oh, all, it's we Missouri! All had, we all had uh, Missouri hats ordered for mm -hmm. the, uh, at his school, uh, <clears throat> high school. The players that were uh, going, the seniors that were going uh, to the colleges, all had a had a big thing in the gym, mm -hmm. and the newspaper was there, the television. Anybody else going D one from his there. from his oh, class? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They went to play to West Virginia. And, oh, nice. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, he's got a pretty good team. They did. Yeah. Uh, and some people, there was an issue with the uh, you know the recruiting. Uh, well, they, they said the coach had some recruiting uh -huh. violations. Uh huh. I mean, you ask people to come and play at your school. Why is that wrong? <laughs> right? No. Well, not, I mean, that's, nice it's, hey, how about nice would you like to come and play at yeah. this school? I know you're curious. BYU had a pretty pretty, pretty <laughs> great recruiting day. I, you know, I forgot to look it up yeah. to see how they did. Yeah, they, how are they ranking? I don't know what top, the rank is. Top, probably top 40 class. But I mean, In the top 40? Yeah, probably. I, I would know. bet against that. I don't know. I think it's close. We've got four four-star guys, and pretty much the rest were threes. So no, I mean, it was a, it was a decent recruiting class. Not bad. Yeah, good. they either had four or five. Look, they've had some and good showing. At the last minute, they almost got the number one linebacker in the country because he's he's Mormon, uh, coming from Los Angeles, and 
you know, everybody wants him. The, sure. the list of the offers this guy yeah. has yeah. is like everybody. When number, yeah, when you're number one, everybody, everybody wants everybody. you. And even if they don't list you, you can go wherever you want. Any, I mean, that's the whole. Yes. I told you the story yes. about the you can go uh, wherever you, you know want. the Catholic school up in the Northeast that called Elvis when he was on the mm -hmm. phone with, uh, you know. Auburn or one of the big teams and you know he called he said I just want to let you know you're probably not going to pick us but I know you went to a Catholic high school so we're here for you uh, Holy Cross uh, University is here for you so if you want Took to pick us pick us and take care of us we love you Took a shot. I mean, yeah I mean, it was, I mean yeah, you have nice. to well, yeah. I mean, it's, look, I'm not making fun of them I'm just no saying, I know when you say the list of everyone look if you're in the top of the country yeah let alone a state yeah you're being picked by right everybody. and it's you know, there's a lot of co colleges that won't even bother because they know everybody else. Correct. You. But, like, but, that's why the but, little one's called, just yes. to make sure. Yes. And we had a shot because he's Mormon. And so he committed early to USC. And then when Steve Sarkeesian got fired, he decommitted. He uncommitted. Oh. And so that opened it back up, and everybody came rushing back in. And uh, he went to Alabama, and he went to UCLA, and he took some more official visits. Where's and his last with? one... Was it BYU. BYU? And I guess his He's mom. Mormon. Was... How can you be the number one recruit in the country and not go to BYU? That's what I'm asking, Jeffy. How could you? How you could little heathen. But uh, his mom apparently I mean, was pushing him hard. I would never see them at another Mormon church ever. <laughs> ever. I should that be excommunicated, should right? Because he chose UCLA. I agree. I agree. Sadly, I agree with you. <laughs> Thank you. I do that. Thank Seriously, you. How can you make? How can you I be that? I know. I know. And I think in the future with this new coaching staff, I think we'll get more of those. Anyway, um, <laughs> Super Bowl weekend coming up. and It uh, is. And we've got kind of a fun uh, little video. This is really cool. I watched this. Microsoft uh, is the National Football League's official technology sponsor. Mm -hmm. uh, that's why you'll see the coaches and players. They all use the Microsoft Surface Pros, and that's their big oh, yeah. deal on the sidelines. Yeah. But uh, the Windows company released this <laughs> promotional video. It reveals the vision of how the, uh, the HoloLens... Uh, is going to display, and you'll be able to watch the game and be a part of it. Oh, cool! Uh, in your home, all right, with uh, the virtual reality glasses, and it is really, really cool. Let's see. So you put on the virtual reality glasses yeah. well, while you walk. Now, and oh man. You bring, you bring the okay, and so the stadium seems like it's in your room. Yeah. And I know that it's going to be other sporting events no as well. Way. Now is this available bring up now? Stats. What? Yeah, okay. I think some of this is not. When awesome. it's not available yet, but when? some of it is. Somebody was telling me that they were using it with, uh, like, see how the player comes through Look the wall. Look at that! The player comes through the wall like that. You see, somebody was telling me that they were using that. They're that's happening with uh, some of the games now, uh, right? Was it you that were telling me about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is unreal. So tell me that would not be cool. Oh, now, I, my. it's going to get really cool when we don't have to wear the glasses. Or we have to have, it's not such a right big thing to put Although, on. Although, I mean, even that is just I know. awesome. I, know. I, 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 know. I, I wouldn't have even guessed any of that possible. And, uh, I mean, wow. I know. world is changing. It sure has. And world is changing. Watching the games. Now, whatever happened to being able to just sit down and watch the games, Pat? True, right. 
<laughs> if it's a boring game, though, I'd rather be doing that stuff, having guys crash through the wall, have the stadium in front <laughs> of you on the floor. At, yeah, it's and being really able cool. to watch the – when you go to the uh, NFL website, you know, they have the uh, interact with it showing what's going on. And the